You are listening to the ultimate biohack for women, a movement of women who know what they want and go get it. You know the answers lie within. Reach in and grab hold. This is a movement, a movement of women who tune in and turn themselves on. Now you're biohacking the woman's way, integrating the art and science of hacking your biology like a woman. Tap your magic, conjure your yes, upgrade, elevate, maximize your potential. I'm Dr. Brandy Victory, and this is a movement, a movement that is sure to hack your soul. Hey, hey, ladies, get ready for a different kind of biohack. We are uh, have another fantastic interview for to you today, and uh, John Paul is going to give you lots of deep wisdom. Too often, I hear women come from a place of lack and limitation and use their money story as the foundation of that. And what I want you to remember is that you are a creator. Women especially, I mean, come on, we create life, right? Like we create life and you have the absolute ability to create a better financial story by putting into play these wise tips that John Paul is going to share with you today. And you'll love it. John Paul's not only an accountant, he's an educator, a teacher, and money mindset is a ministry for this guy. It's just really amazing his passion that comes across, and I think you'll you'll be very uh, touched by his words. Before we dive in, I do want to let you know that the Youthful Glow mini course is on its way. It should be launching in about two weeks. Ah, I'm so excited. It's a little free mini course. It's going to just help you learn how to turn yourself back on. So if you've been feeling stuck or like you've lost your mojo a little bit, maybe because of the winter, you're gaining a little weight, maybe because you feel like you're just getting older and you don't have it anymore. That's a bullshit lie. <laughs> Don't let that get you down. Uh, This little mini course may be for you. So look for it by the end of February. And um, yeah, I look forward to sharing that with you. And if you just can't wait, I do have a few openings for one-on-one coaching. So I will definitely put a link to contact us in the show notes if you're interested in that or learning more. Uh, Consultation might be in order for you. All right, ladies, enjoy the show. Hello, sexy soul sisters. Uh, Welcome to the Ultimate Biohack for Women. I am really thrilled today because I get to share with you a very special person. His name is John Paul. He's the president and CEO of ICFO Consulting Incorporated. And um, I don't know John all that well. However, what I can tell you is he's a very spiritual being and his spirituality comes through I'm pretty sure in everything he does, surely his work. And you can just, uh, when you start yeah. to see his, yeah, John, <laughs> thank you for being here. <laughs> yes. Hello, lovely ladies. How you guys doing? It's an honor and, uh, to be with the doctor, with Dr. B, and um, to be on the show today. So thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I was just perusing your Instagram and I can just see that what you offer, what you put out in the world is from this place of um, depth that I really appreciate. And it's very obvious that you have such deep faith and bring that to life for the people that you work with that I'm just really honored to be able to bring you to my listeners. So thank you. Well, yes, thank you. Um, Yep. All, I am a man of faith and everything I do naturally just comes out of it so I don't it's not even anything I try it just comes out yeah thanks 
Yeah. Yeah. And you're a, a great uh, beacon of light for people because, um, you know, you're solid. Like I can really feel that in yourself. And sometimes at least, you know, I like talk to a lot of women and I work with a lot of women and sometimes we get, you know, we have emotional stuff yeah. that goes on and we get off our rocker sometimes. And sometimes you're like, Oh my gosh, you know? So, you know, thank you for the light that you're sharing this and the groundedness that you bring to your faithfulness. Thank you. Thank yeah. you for the work. Thank you for yeah. your work that you're doing. It's, um, it's great. Thanks. Uh, brown women. And Hey, I was saying earlier, I love women. So. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks. So, um, John Paul, he, he helps nonprofits and churches and small business operators and individuals know their numbers so that they can execute their vision and make an impact in their communities. Now, that is a solid, solid thing to be doing in the world. And the reason why I have John Paul on the show today is because uh, so many of, of my women are um, kind of flying by the seat of their pants and finding that their personal finances causes limitation in their life. And John Paul has different things that he's going to be sharing with you to help overcome those, uh, those minds, financial mindsets. Uh, yes. He's got tips on how to balance your budget. Uh, and, you know, some of this you may have to follow him in his uh, social media and get his, get his newsletters that he sends out periodically and, um, one of, uh, one of the great things that I love about your Instagram is that you have these quotes on there. So that those are really fun too, just for a hit of inspiration. So, you know, I'm just going right. to leave it to you, John. Um, how about you just tell us a little bit about what you're doing, how you got there and, and share a little bit about yourself with us. Yes. Uh, thank you again, doc. Um, again, I'm an accountant, so, uh, sometimes that's a boring uh, thing and, but some other times we can find a few colorful accountants. I'm probably in between there somewhere. And um, it, it's good and it's bad. But anyways, I think in terms of numbers, uh, which sometimes is black and white, sometimes it's not a good thing, uh, especially as I deal with uh, with my wife. You know, she's she's more emotional being than I am uh, sometimes. And I'm more like, you know, black and white. And that, you know, in relationships, sometimes you need to be a little bit more colorful. And <laughs> and I'm just, I'm just too black and white sometimes. Uh, but that's, that's that. I'm, as you said, I'm really involved in a lot of, uh, uh, nonprofits, uh, stuff, things with churches. And so everything that I'm doing, really, I, I look at it as a ministry, although, you know, it's accounting and deals with small businesses and taxes sometimes, which is really not really a ministry, but, uh, I just look at, everything I'm doing is really in the context of helping uh, and in the context of ministry and helping others uh, kind of get themselves uh, together, especially in the area of, of finances. So um, lame is economics, which is where a lot of, a lot of those posts that you see on Instagram are, I call them random thoughts, but they're, you know, they're, they're sometimes not so random because it's motivated or driven by something that's going on, something I'm seeing, a conversation I had, or just rant news that's happening. Uh, so uh, I, I call them my random thoughts, but layman's economics is essentially the, the creative wording uh, I came up with years ago for that. So I've been having these for a while, and then... Uh, 
after a while, and people always ask me, "What what are you angling? What's your angle with this? You know, where are you? What are you trying to do with it? Why are you? What are you selling us?" I'm not, I'm not really selling anything. I'm just sharing uh, these thoughts that I have and get financial information. So uh, that's kind of the nutshell um, of me and kind of how we're we're here. But at the heart, I'm an accountant. You know, I uh, I have an accounting degree. I have a master's degree. I'm a financial coach. I'm a tax um, planning coach. So all that is the black and white side. Um, but I have a softer side, I guess, as well. Nice. Nice. Can we get into a little bit of the colorful side of you for a minute? Sure. Awesome. Nope. Awesome. I'm curious, uh, what got you, what, what moved you in this direction? Like what, what took you to helping people and small businesses and churches and nonprofits? really want how how did you come to want to make a bigger impact in their communities yeah well you know again i'm this is the space that i'm in i'm i'm on a bunch of different nonprofit boards i'm involved with uh, many churches i'm actually the treasurer for uh, southern florida nazarene district which is a district of 100 plus churches uh, so with that, I'm, I deal with a lot of church, a lot of uh, nonprofit uh, work. Uh, so all that, and I know all that is, is an area, especially in the area of finances, sometimes there isn't a lot of um, uh, people need a lot of help uh, with that uh, in the area of uh, nonprofits, especially especially small nonprofits, uh, churches, um, especially in, the, in with small churches who don't always have the uh, expertise in the financial area to be able to do some of the things that they need to do. Sometimes they don't even know what they're, what they're supposed to do in those areas. So that's, uh, and that's been on my heart. So it's one of those where to me, it's offering, uh, that service to nonprofits churches to where I feel like this is an area where, uh, and I've said it, it's like a ministry area of Mm -hmm. sorts. Um, and so instead of, um, using my accounting and, and business skills at corporate level, which I've done, just felt this was God telling me like, Hey, um, you, yeah, you can make an impact in corporate, but you can make a bigger impact serving churches and nonprofits as well as individuals and small businesses. So that's really how I've gotten there. It's really, you can say it's a calling, but it's, uh, it's, a push from God to get me to that place. I love that. I love that. And I'm, and I'm curious, what, why is having a ministry so important to you? Well, it's important because it's more a, a business to some extent. And one of my, my random thoughts, which is not so random is the business of business is business, which is a quote from uh, an economist. And so in that, when, you, when you're looking at things from a business standpoint, um, the bottom line often, is, often drives everything. And uh, even in nonprofit, you still got to think about bottom line, but uh, sometimes the vision and the focus of, of, of where something comes from, I think, drives your motivation. And so in this year, my, this is more of an area if somehow I could do a huge fundraiser and all my personal uh, finance needs would be covered, I wouldn't charge anybody to do what I'm doing. 
Mm. Uh, however, since, you know, that's not, uh, it, it's hard to set up a, an accounting practice as a nonprofit organization uh, to get donations. Uh, so outside of that, um, so this is kind of the setup, but the heart of it is more, is more to serve than it is to make a huge profit, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Totally makes sense. I've felt the same way in my own practice. Oh my gosh, if I could just put my hands on people without the money exchange, you know, right. I could help so many people yeah. and wouldn't that be a great life? <laughs> it would. It's you, you feel good. They feel good. Everybody's good. So, uh-huh, uh-huh. And I'm also yeah. finding, you know, over the years of being in practice now that when people invest in their health and their well-being, that they're more likely to A, do what you tell them to do and stick to the stick to the program, if you will, and they yeah. actually get better faster when they pay for their own care. I agree. That's huge. And, and I'm, again, I'm of that mindset as well. I'm, I want to help. I want to serve, but at the same time, I know the, the heart of people, whenever it's free, it's like, well, they, they, the value, they don't value it as much. So you kind of have to somewhat, mm. I don't want to say force, but you have to kind of have to force, mm-hmm. uh, force them to think about the value that mm-hmm. when they're getting into it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, can, can where did you come from? Like, did you come into? Was your dad an accountant, and you were just raised in the? It was kind of in your genes, or did you have some kind of thing when you were a child yeah. where you were like, "I'm not gonna have this happen to me." <laughs> no, well, my, my dad is absolutely not an accountant, but he's a he's a pastor. So there's the ministry side. Oh. All right, so my dad's a pastor. And actually, next year he'll he'll celebrate his fiftieth uh, fiftieth um, year in ministry. So wow. it's a long time. So oh. that you can. So that's kind of what's pushed me in the ministry my um, space and uh, serving. But uh, our family is a family of servants. Uh, so we serve in different capacities. Some of it is accounting. Some of it is um, other areas of finance. Some of it is um, in uh, health, you know, but overall it's all uh, serving. So the accounting, I kind of, when I went to school, I graduated from Marietta College in Ohio, go pioneers, small school. Um, and I went from there, to, from Florida to go there, uh, which is not something you advise uh, going into a, the cold uh, to go to school, but that's where I went there uh, mainly because I was uh, I went up there to play football. So yeah. as in playing football, I you know I, I think I took a I took an accounting class and I liked it and it was good. I I I, did, I wasn't scared by the debits and credits, which a lot of people sometimes are, and I was decent with math uh, and it was good. So I liked it, you know, and um, I've been kind of in that space uh, uh, since. Uh, so that's kind of how I've gotten accounting. And then it's really just merging the accounting side with my um, religious ministry side and bringing the two together. Uh, so Okay. Okay. Got it. Yeah. And, you know, I really appreciate that. And I think so many people have trouble figuring out how to do that. Like they have this passion for whatever it mm-hmm. is, you know, ministry or service of some kind, but then they're working this job or they're, they make their money a whole nother way. And they're like, yeah. how do I actually get to live the life I love, want to live from a place of passion and service right. and bring in the income that 
that I desire to have. Do you have yeah. any suggestions on that? You know, I mean, that's a tough place. It's a tough place because, uh, you know, the, the reality of it, there's a financial side to ministry and there's a financial side uh, to this that you have to have in place. So if that's somewhere, and I think I look at it and say, is a question, the first question is God really calling you to that? Or is this something you're, you just want to do because you feel passionate about or is, or is there a higher calling? Mm. And, and if there's a higher calling, uh, my experience is that that calling will make way in the provisions financially will happen if you align yourself within that calling. Oh, I love that. Right? So, uh, and I think that's a hard thing to do because a lot of times it's not that people don't have that calling, is that there's fear to operate within that calling because, hey, if I'm operating within that calling, how will my bills be taken care of? And as if you go full on with it and operating within that calling, which is really operating within the place of uh, trust or uh, really trusting that God who's called you is going to provide, uh, then you can do that. But it's still, it's a, it's really, I mean, as uh, humans, you know, it's, it's tough to really come out of side of that because all of us is, you know, to, to think, I know like my wife, for example, you know, her mindset is set in the context of, you know, security. So that, financial security is one thing. So to, to just go out, I don't want to say on a limb, but to just go out on a uh, calling and say, I'm going to do certain things um, without having the provision there is a scary place. So one way to kind of um, get past that is really if that God or, or you feel that higher calling is really to kind of start preparing for that. All right. Start. Uh, saving up uh, for that. Start saving maybe a year or six months worth of, of salary. That gives you a runway to kind of go and do uh, mm. and not have not having to worry about the financial side. Uh, so if you saved up a year's worth of the money that you need to live and go do this um, higher calling uh, thing, then you, you come to a place where you're a little bit more comfortable, uh, feel a little bit more peace and feel more secure in going into that that um, space. Uh, but it's a tough thing. It requires this. It requires a lot of discipline, I think. I think. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I like that, you know, that's not, not something that's, that's kind of, I don't know. I haven't heard that before. I think I have actually heard that before from another coach mm -hmm. a years ago that how she did it was she saved up money for a year in her corporate job. And then she was like, yeah. I'm out. And she stopped and it allowed her to just be able to put everything into her, her new, her coaching career. Yeah. I mean, either way, whether, whether you're doing saving up for six months at some point, it's going to require you to do something that is completely out, out of the norm. All right. And you're going to you're going to have to go out on some kind of faith mm. in order to go do this because it's it's not going to be normal. It's going to be outside of what you've done um, normally. And the only way to do that is you're going to have to come to a place that's going to be really somewhat sacrificial because, you know, you're going to in order to save, you're going to have to cut out some expenses. You got to do things that you haven't done before. Um, and. Um, those things are a little bit uncomfortable and they require a lot of discipline um, for you to even get to it. 
Yeah, totally. And I think that kind of like draws us into this quote that you say, which goes, and I may butcher this a little bit, so please forgive me if I do, um, but being fiscally responsible with your personal finances begins with a mindset. Without it, you can put together a million balanced budgets and they'll get you nowhere. Yeah. Does that sound familiar? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's very familiar. I, I look at that and say, really, my, my, my comparison to that is, is being married. All right. And, um, my wife and I we were married on New Year's Day back in 2005. So it'll be 15 wow. years coming up. Nice. Uh, so on that day, and I would say like the, my mindset to be married and to be committed in a marriage uh, till death do us part relationship didn't happen on that New Year's Day when we said I do. You know, it happened way before that. You know, my mindset was already, hey, all right. Um, from the moment I said, uh, would you, will you marry me back then? My mind was already at that p- place where I was already committed to a long-term relationship. So uh, without that mindset, you know, you can bring somebody to the altar and then, you know, if you force them, you bring them to the altar, they say, I do, but their mind and their heart didn't really say I do. And um, that doesn't last very long. doesn't work very well. Uh, so same in the in the same way with with your budgets and money, and I would say this is budgeting is not really about it's really about not really about the money it's more about the mindset uh, because the actual technical side of doing a budget is basic math you know we're just doing we're adding all the expenses we're adding all the income and subtracting, and what's left is you know whatever deficit we have hopefully there is no deficit or you know what you have to have put aside. Uh, so that side is really basic and really not a lot of uh, work, but the, the work is really the mindset that starts with a vision and saying, all right, in, in 20 years or however long until I retire, this is the life that I want to be. This is what I want. This is what I'm wanting to do. And in order to do that, I have to make changes today so I can get there. So that mindset of doing a budget today or skipping out on a few meals or whatever they are uh, starts with thinking about the end game in mind. So you, you, you're doing it today, but you also have a bigger vision for what your life is going to be when you retire. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that. I love having a vision and having clarity on where you want to go. And I also know that there's just so much that can limit our ability, even though we have that clarity and that focus, we're like, okay, we're going to make this happen. And this is where I want to be in two, five, 10 years. Yet reality strikes, life strikes, the kids school clothes strike. And then moms don't have the money to put aside because they don't. And, and it's, it's like, how do you shift from a mindset of, Oh, there's not enough to yes, there is. Yeah, I mean, that that takes a lot of a lot of um, training, and I think it again, it's training of the mind. I, the mind, though, is a powerful thing; it's mm-hmm. a very powerful thing. So I think if when we train it in in a way that we want it to be, I think we can be surprised with what we're actually able to do. But I think if we're talking about a, the hack as it relates to all of this, in my opinion, uh, I think fasting is one of the biggest 
um, ways to get to that place. And what I mean by fasting is that from a spiritual standpoint, fasting is, is generally revolves around not eating, but fasting overall is just, you know, abstaining from something. All right. So whatever, whatever we may, uh, whatever we're thinking about uh, from a financial standpoint is say, I'm going to fast from a specific thing. Uh, I'm going to fast and I'm going to abstain from it. I'm going to not allow myself to have that. And if you can have discipline to survive and be able to make it, that discipline will serve you in a bunch of other things as especially your finances. All right. So at that point, I think the willpower that you need to be able to say no, because that really what is involved a lot of times is really being able to say no to a lot of things. So you can say yes to the things that you need to say yes to. Mm. I love that analogy, fasting. I would have never thought about fasting with my spending. I love that. Yeah. I mean, I do do that, you know, because I'm like, I try, I, I budget and I try to stay within my budget for certain things. But, you know, it's a very common practice for women that I know and work with to, I often hear, oh, yeah. Uh, oh, have you, like, <laughs> somebody told me the other day, have you heard of this website called wish.com? And I was like, what? And so I went and looked at it. And it's like, you can buy all this stuff from China for like a dollar. Like it's a oh, clothing, wow. you know what I mean? They're yeah. like, oh, it's going to take you six weeks or eight weeks to get it, but it's so worth it. And then, and then the next thing I hear is, yeah, I spent a hundred dollars the other day. I know I shouldn't have. Yeah. Well, like, oh, <laughs> uh-huh. so what's driving that, right? What's driving that? Are we, are, you know, are they operating just on a whim or is there a bigger, you know, is there a bigger purpose behind, you know, what they're doing with their finances? You know, yeah. so sometimes if that mindset is driving, then it's easier to say no. But sometimes I think we just need, if we, if we want to really kickstart anything, we have to be able in a position that the starting point is to being able to say no for a period of time. Mm-hmm. And we are committed to doing that. And we're training our mind. Uh, if it's, if it's diet, we're training our mouth to say no to food, even when we're hungry or just, just to say no to the wrong types of food. Uh, so all those, you know, it's, it's, it's the same no. So we're able to say yes when yeah. we want to. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, I, I love it. Like when we, com- when we create a vision and we get clear about what we want, can we step into a place where we're committed to allowing it to unfold and doing what it takes, taking the action to make that happen? In other words, fasting, if that's what it takes right. to make it happen. But when we step into that ring, into that, to that paradigm, there's this other place I think that's really, really important around honoring our word. Yeah. It's so easy to go, okay, I'm going to start a diet yeah. and you do it for one day and then you forget, right? Or, I mean, this is a yeah. common, common thing, right? And the same thing with our money. It's like, oh, you know, so many people spend money and I know I've been, I've been, I've done this before too. Like it's, it's, this used to be a big problem for me actually when I was younger is that I would just need to fill my, I, like I would feel so empty or lonely or yeah. just uncomfortable in some way. And so if I go spend money, it somehow fills that up for just the briefest yeah. moment, of course, you know, you feel a little bit more worthy mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. I mean, I think um, just to add the the honoring the word part, I think is, is, is big again. Sometimes we're not thinking it, we're not, we're not thinking about it in the context of finances, but you know, I, I think 
ultimately we're we place a lot of emphasis on honoring our words to other people all right when we say we want people to know like hey if i say i'm going to do this you can count on me to know that it's going to get done you know and we take pride in that and so but we when we say to ourselves i'm going to do this certain thing for for myself and and i think we're we're more prone to fail ourselves and not keep our words to ourselves than we are to keeping our words to other people so we're looking at it more because we're thinking all right well if i don't then people will judge me because i'm not now i'm not somebody i can trust well you may be in a position where deep down inside the yourself can't you can't trust yourself uh, because you you're not able to keep your word to yourself mhm good point that's a good point yeah it's a self trust like where is your level of self trust and how can you increase that for yourself. Yep. I would imagine too, that the more we increase our own self-trust, trust in self, and we show up for ourselves more fully, that we have less emotionality around what people, other people are going to think <laughs> in the yeah. way that we show up for them. Right. Well, we're more secure. We're more secure in ourselves. We're more, it's more being more, it's just like any relationship, right? The more secure we are in, within a relationship, the less likely we worry about the outside noise. You know, I'm not, I'm, I have no worries what my wife is doing because I'm secure in, in the relationship that we have. You know, so I don't, if somebody random came up to me and said, hey, I saw your wife somewhere. I'm like, oh, that's cool. All right. Uh, we'll figure that out uh, later. But I'm not worried about what she's doing because you know there's i have a a trust and um and i'm not i'm secure in the relationship that we have yeah right so cultivating that with ourselves, right yeah yeah love that awesome wow good stuff good stuff uh okay so you know i would love it if you would maybe share a few tips uh for our women who that they can like maybe do something today to help. Obviously we've given them a lot already around mindset and things like that, but um, just more tangible things like what can maybe someone do um, to balance, um, like to have, to have a better handle on their finances or, you know, um, anything else, other tips you may have for them so they can begin to avoid a crisis. All right. Well, that's, that's good. Um, The fasting I think is number one. So I would, I would start with, I would start with that. Uh, find something, even if it's one thing that you can say, I'm going to deny myself this one thing uh, for a month or for whatever period. All right. And go with that. Um, and, and, and fast and just to nurture the discipline that you need. Uh, because at the end of the day, uh, the technical side isn't that difficult. It's the mindset of getting that right. So getting the practice of, of training your mindset uh, to do, to do that. Uh, the other thing I'd say is really order. You have to, you know, it's, I know um, a lot of us are, can't really operate in a place, in a home that is all dysfunctionally uh, disorganized. Uh, if you have kids where all the kids have thrown stuff all over the place, it's it's hard to operate in chaos and clutter at home and everything like that. So uh, order, I think, is in in the area of finances, and in that order, may just mean that hey, let me let me step back and figure out exactly what all I'm doing with money, 
where all my money is going. So mm. you may find that that's probably the first place of order is really just under, having the knowledge of where everything is going and what's happening. And then from that place, then you, you can be able to really say, all right, well, this is what I need to stop doing. This is what I need to continue doing. Or this is the thing I need to start implementing into my uh, everyday uh, doing. It's interesting you say that. I um, One of the reasons why I actually changed the name of this podcast and started moving into the biohacking world is because the biohacking world is male-dominated. And uh, Dave Asprey, who I love and adore, is amazing. Um, he's written a book called Game Changers. And in his book, he mentioned something about uh, reducing the number of decisions that we make every day is a good biohack, which I totally right. agree yep. with. And, uh, but then he proceeds to say, he, he, he talks about Steve Jobs and how Steve Jobs wore the same thing every single day. So he didn't have to think about what he wore. Yes. So he's like, okay, how about we all do this? And women, you can do this too. And I, I'm just like, whoa, 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 wait mm -hmm. a minute. <laughs> I am not going to buy five pairs of brown pants and five black shirts and be happy with that ever. <laughs> right. And I started no, thinking tough. about, yeah, totally. Right. Like it's just not a woman's way. No. But then I, and I was, so I was like, I have to speak to this since I'm standing, I'm rising up right now. And I'm taking the whole, the hold of the the reins of biohacking for women here because somebody needs to speak up for these ladies. And, um, you know, when I personally go to my, it, when I was younger and I would go to my closet, I would have a trouble picking out stuff to wear. I, cause I, 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 I was not in like, I believe when we're turned on from the inside and we're just like on fire lit mm -hmm. up and in, in our fullness as a feminine being that there's no question. Everything we do is art. Every do, right. thing we do is an expression of that turned onness. So when I'm in that place and I go to my closet, I'm like, Oh yeah, pink. Oh yeah. Right. This necklace. Woohoo. You know, it's yeah. that easy. Right. But there's yeah. been times in my past when I was 12 sizes bigger than I am now in the throes of bipolar manic depression and dealing with all the, the funk that I used to yeah. live in where I would go to my closet and try on five different outfits, none of them making me happy and ultimately putting on something big, black and baggy so no one could see me because I didn't want right. to be seen, right? And I think, you know, women do get caught in that. And so my, my interest was to help people come more into a place of being turned on so that they're lit up so that they can be mm -hmm. just an expression of creation in every given moment. However, <laughs> I um, was, was it on a podcast? I think it was on a podcast. Some, I had heard somebody talking about, I think it was on the happiness project or something like that. And they were talking about choices and how this woman who was in the corporate, corporate world, she created this movement apparently. I haven't even looked this up yet because I just heard about this, but it's the, the 333 movement. And so the mm -hmm. idea is that you pare down your closet to 33 items, and I believe that includes jewelry, and wear them for three months straight, just those 33 items, and see if that changes yeah. your life, which for her, it right. did. And she's literally got like 10,000 or more people following her on this trend. Wow. <laughs> right? And I, and I started yeah. thinking, holy crap, what is going on here? And so I started interviewing women. And there are, there are women. So for me, I have, um, I'm, I have a very small closet space, so I don't have a lot of room for clothes. So if I get new clothes, right. which are usually secondhand because I'm, I'm into reusable stuff, uh, yeah. I get rid of stuff before I get new stuff. That's just the way it is. Um, but most women don't. You know, I have a girlfriend, and she literally has two, not just one, but two walk-in closets 
full of clothes and many of them still have tags on them. Seriously. Totally disorganized. And I think to myself, how could I possibly like live with that? And I think that's the mindset that you're speaking to, right? It's the, um, if there's clutter everywhere, you don't even know where your stuff is at. You've spent money on things you're not even using. You don't even know where your money's going. Then right. how can you even conceive that you're going to get yourself in order with your finances and get somewhere? Yeah, you're not. Yeah, you're not. And if you do, it's going to be, it's going to take, it's going to be a long teeth pulling process <laughs> to get there. Uh, really, I mean, I think there's beauty in simplicity, right? And, and for women, that I think that applies. And whether we're talking about you know, physical beauty, whether, you know, it's, there's beauty in you know, maybe not really putting a ton of makeup on, you know, there's beauty in, in, you know, keeping the accessories just simple, just beauty and just keeping maybe having a, a bunch of different bottoms and a bunch of different tops and you just going, all right, well, we're, we're cross um, matching them and, and wearing different things on different days and you accessorize differently and you still look um, beautiful and you still look uh, in a way that can that is that turns you on and to be in a space where you're excited about whatever you're doing, but it's still within some kind of a simple. So it's kind of like a sophisticated, sexy simplicity. Mm. Uh, the triple S. Sophisticated. Love that. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> I just I didn't I didn't have that written down. I just came. Up. You should you should post that on your Instagram. Sophisticated, <laughs> sophisticated, sexy simplicity. Simplicity. Yeah. yeah. So Love yeah, it. I mean it it there's there's some sophistication to just being uh simple. So you can be a simple person uh in terms of how you go about uh doing things, but at the same time it has a a lot of um sexy uh results both financially and in real life. Yeah, awesome. Love that. Yeah. Thanks for that. That's good. Creating order. And then I guess also if people are having trouble, like getting, creating order, like I, do, I have a little shelf that has clutter on it and I'm like, look, been yeah. looking at it for a few days going, I should just maybe change that around. Right. Because, and it's like, okay, when am I going to do that? And what's holding me back? Right. So if something's holding you back from being able to actually get rid of the clutter or get rid of those clothes you don't wear or look at your finances, <laughs> what is that about? Well, if somebody's holding, if something's holding you back, then, you know, we, we maybe backpedal back to the, to the mindset mm. deal. All right. And we're saying, all right, well, really then what, you know, what are we committed? Are we committed to doing whatever this thing is? And, and sometimes too, I think it's, there's prior prioritizing in, in the, you know, daily to do's and, you know, is this, how important is this for me to get done today? You know, how important is this for me to get done uh, in, um, um, soon? So, uh, but sometimes it's, it's really, we, it's back to really honoring our word to ourselves. You know, we're saying, I'm, this is one of the things I need to get done, but you know, we're like, well, um, I can, I give, I'm giving myself some grace and I'm not doing it because I'm uh, working hard and making sure that I'm keeping my word to everybody else. Uh, but I'm not keeping my word to myself. Yeah. More importantly. More importantly in the long run. Mm-hmm. So um, was there anything else that you wanted to add to that at all? All right. So f- we fasting that gets us in a place of order 
And then really sometimes it's uh, being able to just think and say, you know, the past is the past. We got to move past the past. We can't change it. Uh, but from this day forward, I'm going to make every effort to do the best that I can. So, uh, and it's, and in that it's never really too late uh, for us to uh, start doing the right things uh, with our finances. And, you know, regardless of what our past was, regardless of whatever issues we had in the past, we have the skills we have the skills necessary to manage our money um, in a way that puts us in a good place. There's no doubt about that. Now there are tools that help with that and you can have Quicken. you can, I mean, there's so many different uh, money management tools you can use, but those things are just to help you. Uh, but basic Excel, basic math, basic calculator, a hundred minus 10 is 90 type of math is all that we need so but it, it, it's never too late to start getting back on the right um foot and doing the right thing yep yep i totally agree right on so i i'm on your website you have a you offer three primary things you're a virtual cfo really cool you do yeah. a business review and then you do money coaching. And I'm curious, what's the difference in money coaching and financial advising? Uh, um, financial advising, uh, and there is a financial advisor that's a certificate or a certified financial advisor, so which is a little bit different than, than what an accountant uh, would be or just somebody who just gives um, coaching or financial coaching. So I can coach you uh, in, on money and, and your finances, but financial advising would be would be the, an advisor who is licensed and has all these uh, different licenses that are necessary to uh, trade um, stocks or to to invest your money, and they would put together a plan that says, "All right, this is where." Uh, your investments will go this many percentage in stocks, this many in bonds, this many in other things. So, um, so coaching is kind of a, a place that catches everything. Whereas financial advising sometimes is a little bit more um, uh, technical uh, and would require somebody to have a, a license or something like that. In Got that it. Okay. 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 Nice. And uh, is there anything else you would like to share before we bring our conversation to a close? Well, uh, lovely ladies, um, the thing I think I would probably leave you with is uh, you are capable of doing everything that you put your mind to. And um, there's really not an obstacle that you can't um, tackle and and take care of and sometimes uh, we're our biggest uh, enemies and our biggest um, hindrance to progress and we often have to get past the evil that is within so we can get uh, beyond and get past it and and make some progress going forward so uh, really as I say that really the biggest 
thing I can think about is really you gotta you you have to start um just using the carpe diem mindset and and just make the most out of every day and not thinking about what happened in the past, what happened, or even uh, be crippled with what my future tomorrow may be like, and just do the best that you can today and improve yourself today and um, make the best of that. And um, once you can conquer today and you get a bunch of uh, successful todays in a row, then you start to feel real good about that. And so I think it's important uh, to do that. You can, and that applies to finances as well. Carpe um, financial deal is to make the make the best of uh, financially uh, with your money that you can uh, today. Uh, put get order uh, where you need to put order, um, and do everything that you already know. Mostly, you already know. Some sometimes we do need some coaching, but the basics. I think you have the power and you have the knowledge to put that in the place. The only thing that's keeping you from doing it is yourself. So you just have to tap into the mindset and, and change your own paradigm of how you think about things and how you think about money and, and the lifestyle that you live in and move on to a place where you can just um, carpe diem and start uh, doing and start, um, operating in the vision that you have for yourself uh, when you retire and you're not working anymore. So you can do it. Awesome. Thank you so much, John. It's been awesome speaking with you and sharing space with you around this topic. And uh, I also meant to say, I totally forgot that uh, John Paul is also a fellow podcast host and he's got a podcast. Yeah. It's called the layman's layman's m-e-n-s layman's economics podcast and you can find that on apple Podcasts. you can find that anywhere you listen to podcasts correct that's correct yeah layman's economics economics for the everyday people yeah and then i'll put a link to your website because people can also access your podcast there Uh, i'll also put your email address on there in case anyone has any personal questions for you and then if you'd like to follow john on his instagram his handle is at layconomics l-a-y-c-o-n-o-m-i-c-s and uh other than that uh thank you so much for being here oh thank you for having me it was great um we had uh, a good conversation i appreciate the time and i appreciate uh, being able to share with your uh listeners and wish Absolutely. you guys well oh thank you thank you so much you know and i i just yeah i'm sure all my all my women feel the same way but you know if anyone's going to uh, work with my finances, you, you, you know, you want to have someone you can trust, right? And then you it's do. just so obvious that you have people's hearts and it's your best interest, people's best interests in the center of your heart. And it just feels really good to, to know you're out there helping people in this way. Thank you. I appreciate that word. Thank you. Absolutely. All right, ladies, I will catch you next time. And uh, just remember that um, as our mentor, John Paul, I don't know if you've even heard him say this yet, um, but um, John Lee Dumas often says uh, that you're the culmination of the five people you hang around most. And you've just spent (laughs) a nice little piece of chunk of your time with some really cool people here. So uh, 
may your lives be influenced in beautiful ways. All right, ladies. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the ultimate biohack for women. If you'd like to dive deeper with our tribe, join us on Facebook or Instagram. And if you'd like to help grow our tribe, share this episode with your friends. Let's bring this light to our community so that other women can know their true power and we can create a tribe together worth being in. This podcast is for information purposes only. Dr. Brandy Victory is not a medical doctor. And the views and statements expressed on this podcast are not medical advice. This podcast, including Dr. Brandy Victory and the producers, disclaim responsibility from any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. This podcast may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products or services. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to herein. If you think you have a medical problem, consult a licensed physician.